Hi and welcome to Crushing Comics. Uh, this is the comics review show from the Comic Crush. Uh, I am Michael Keaton. With me is Michelle Pfeiffer, um, also known by our uh, real-life grown-up names of Paul and Liz. Um, we're here to bring you all the latest in really good, well, hopefully very good comics releases from this week. Uh, and also just to kind of chat to you about what we're doing on the Comic Crush. Um, Liz, how are you this week? Uh, very well, very well. Another it, fine week it, in comics. It, <laughs> I was about to ask, is it a fine week in comics? <laughs> it is. It is, Paul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I'm inclined to agree this week. It is a fine week in comics. Um, a particularly uh, enjoyable set of uh, releases. Um, let's have a look at what we're going to uh, be talking about today. I do want to quickly... Um, show you guys this if i can uh i've just got to think about how i do it sorry <laughs> i can never quite right, get that yeah. this thing. um so uh there you go that is the comic crush logo as done by uh our pal harry um harry long who has his own uh twitch um channel which i think is under hands of ours and you should take a look at that uh so he very kindly went to the website and did a there's like a Batman title generator and he did the comic crush logo uh, for us, which is really nice. I mean, thank you for that, Harry. Um, by now he's seen the Batman. I've seen the Batman. Liz. I've seen the Batman. Ah, we've all seen the Batman. Um, so today we are, we are keeping it Batman this week because we're going to be talking about Batman King time. Number one uh, from Tom King and uh, David Marquez. We're also going to be talking about Radio Spaceman from uh, Mike Mignola, Greg and Greg Hinkle. And we are going to be talking about Strange Number One um, from Jed McKay. And it's completely vanished, the name of the artist from my mind, uh, uh, Marcello Fer Ferreria, I believe. I hope I'm saying that Ferreira. correctly. Ferreira. Ferreira, thank you, thank you. Um, as you know, I am terrible at pronunciation, so I do apologise about that. Uh, Liz, uh, great to see you as always. You've had a haircut. I have. I have. You know, nice. uh, any anyone watching the video, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to see with the back of my chair. But... <laughs> so it, it's, we've gone back to the classic Bob, Liz. I mean... Uh... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you it's, know, it's been a while since we've seen this haircut. At least it's uh, got to be done. It's got to be done every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> it looks great, and I'm sure the audience will agree. Um, so, like, what do you want to get started with this week, Liz? Um, I mean, as you, you said, this is. is a, I mean, come on, this is this is Batman week. Uh, surely we have it to is start Batman. With Batman. Oh, we do have the pod coming up, by the way, the Batman pod. Um, I have done a written review on the website, which is on there now. Uh, it's a spoiler-free written review, um, which was no mean feat, I have to say. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm impressed that you managed to keep it, keep it spoiler-free because um, it's a tough one to do that with, I think. Uh, so I want to thank everyone who's kind of tweeted and, and shared that and, and liked that, and uh, especially thank you, because uh, the only reason I got to see the Batman early uh, was because of our good pal, um, We Claire at We Claire, Claire Lim. Um, you should definitely be checking out Claire's Twitch channel where she does loads of pop culture stuff, video games, music. Um, she invited me along to the screening. I am really grateful for that. Thank you very much, Claire. Um, please do check out her Twitch channel and also Claire 
because there it appears there's nothing that Claire can't do, has also made an album, which you can go and get on Bandcamp, um, which is under the name of uh, Pay Kim. And uh, I definitely think you guys should check that out and buy it to support Claire. It, it's a really nice kind of dreamy pop album. I, I really loved it. I uh, Sorry, an EP, not an album. So I'm going to hopefully drop a link to that in the description down below and you guys can can click on that if you like but yes thank you claire for allowing me to see the batman early um we will be doing the full spoiler podcast on the 12th i believe so not next this saturday. saturday next saturday we'll be here doing that um i'm really looking forward to that i, I don't know how quite i'm gonna corral <laughs> <laughs> everyone because there's quite a lot of us on this pod it's going to be me you uh nikki hopefully will be making a comeback to the podcasts uh, i'm really fingers crossed for that i hope that's going to happen and possibly one other guest to be disclosed later not keith sadly i am still going that we can get keith but yeah so we're going to be doing that next saturday um, I don't know what time. How will we fit it in with this show, Liz? Will we do both uh, shows? Will we drop this show? We don't know. <laughs> I well, I would, I would love to do both shows. Ideally, yeah. let's let's try and do that. So, what you might be getting next week is a double bill. We are leaving it just a, a, a sort of bit longer than everyone else probably is going to, just because we want to avoid, you know, get all those spoilers out of the way. And talk about the film as a film and, and you know, really kind of get into the meat of it. Um, but there will be a lot of us on that pod, and I hope you guys will tune in. Um, so, Batman, killing time number one. That's what we're going to start with today. Um, did you, like, I mean, I th this was kind of a surprise title almost. Um, me, because yeah, it was only, well. it felt like it was only announced a few weeks ago. Um, and I, I was just really surprised to, to kind of see it, um, so soon because yeah, it, it, it felt like really about, yeah. So this is, this is, I, I don't know if this was part of Tom King's plan originally. So the book is written by Tom King. So I'm all over the place tonight, guys. I do apologize. The book is written by Tom King, uh, with art by David Marquez, um, You've got colours by uh, Alejandro Sanchez and letters by Clayton Cowles. Um, all people that King's worked for worked with before. Um, and like I said, a, a real surprise title was kind of announced. I want to say it wasn't January. I, I feel like this was only announced about two weeks ago. Uh, really like uh, i mean yeah. you know it's a, that's that's quite possible i mean it really did come as a surprise when i you know uh came in um this week and found it in my my sub box uh waiting for me because uh you know wh whenever there's a new batman uh issue one uh inevitably it always winds up in my sub box um but uh yeah you know and uh and you know it, with with tom king you know having written batman now mm. for years um you know i wasn't sure if it was going to be part of that chronology um but it doesn't seem to be it seems to exist well you know i mean we we, we don't fully know what he had planned because he his run got cut short by about i think it was 15 issues 
Like, I think he got up to something like 85. Uh, and the plan was for him to go to 100 and then step off. Um, but because of his writing assignment for the New Gods at the time, which he was doing with Avril DuVernay uh, in the sort of film world, it got cut short. And he left the title. Um, at which point, I think it was, wasn't that the point where Tinian came in? I believe so. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, unless there was some <clears throat> little bit in between um, mm. where somebody else wrote a couple of issues, I can't really recall. But uh, yeah, I think that would have been when Tinian took over. Mm. Um, so, I mean, this, I've been kind of collecting Bat and Cat, but not reading it just yet. I'm kind of saving it up for the end and, and then kind of diving into that. But the general feeling is that Bat, Batman and Catwoman was supposed to be his his kind of end piece. And it does feel like someone remarked on Twitter when this was announced, hey, I love the way he's kind of, it's like, I'm going to get my 100 issues. <laughs> no matter how I get it, right. I'm going to get my 100 issues. And that is, like, I, I kind of like that idea. Um, but he would still need to do, by my count, because this is six issues, I think he's still got, like, do, like, a... A couple of one shots or something. Right. Well, you know, I'm sure I'm sure he'll have no problem with that, you know. <laughs> Although um, maybe, maybe he did Batman do the like Batman Catwoman special, which I don't yeah, know so that you know it, it probably only have one more to go off this. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I mean, so this and like you know, as I said, this this seems to kind of exist separately from mm. you know the things that he's written thus far. You know, however, it could be viewed as a precursor because it's uh this is set in early years of you know of batman's story so, so much yeah, like I mean, you know much like the film one of the things that i i kind of wanted to to mention here is that you, you get it's pre-commissioner gordon but you know we've got I, I believe gordon is like a like lieutenant gordon yeah or, yeah so it's early in his career um and of course pre-robin so there's, yep. there's there's none of that really. Um, just to give you guys a quick pitch, I mean, it's three villains, one Dark Knight, and a deadly heist gone wrong. Catwoman, the Riddler, and the Penguin join forces to pull off the greatest robbery in the history of Gotham City. And in their and their prize, a mysterious, priceless artifact in the secret possession of Bruce Wayne. Um, so, like, that that is basically it. And and this is what was interesting to me about this was that it was very stripped down compared to the style of Tom King's usual stuff, which is quite introspective and quite big in scope. I think he does big emotional scope, but With he his, doesn't yeah. necessarily do big, you know, although, you know, I mean, City of Bane and War of Jokes and Riddles were quite huge. Right, sure. But like a lot of his Batman run, as you say, um, was was not, you know, uh, sort of heavy action based you know mm. um where this is you know, this is very much so it's very you know uh and uh and you know it, even even though there aren't a ton of like you know sort of fight sequences or anything like that um the action scenes you know that that do you know kind of have have fights and violence and stuff like that um you know uh are very well well told and you know yeah i mean i i, I was really kind of Im impressed with that. I mean, we, we seem to be dealing with in the early days of the pop criminals as well. So, uh, I mean, one of Gordon Sargent's addresses it as, oh, we've got 
you know, one of those cases, one with the weirdos, which I, <laughs> I kind of like. Um, so we're looking at kind of just after long Halloween from, from, from the looks of things. Um, and the book kind of follows that really familiar. I mean, I love heist movies. Um, and there's a very familiar structure in heist movies where you get, where you start at the job and then you, you kind of work backwards and then forwards again and then backwards and then forwards again. And this follows that exact structure. Yeah. It's quite a filmic structure. Uh, and it's very tightly wound. I've got to say, yeah. like, I'm really impressed with, with this. And, you know, um, I love the way that yeah, David Marquez... You know. Sorry, go on, please. Oh, yeah, I, I was going to say, you know, <laughs> immediately it sort of made me think of, like, Ocean's Eleven and, yeah. you know, uh, you, like some of those real classic heist movies, you know, sure. um, where you're kind of following a number of different players in the game and you don't mm. know exactly how it all fits together until, you know... Uh, until some of that kind of starts to gel and, you know, you see where the connections are. Uh, I mean, I, I just watched, funny enough, a movie called The Hot Rock, um, which is all about the the, the theft of a, of a piece of jewellery or like a jewel that goes tragically, not tragically, but chronically awry. Uh, that's worth checking out. And it kind of, there were elements of that. Um, I love the way that the, the King and, and David Marquez portray Croc. He's huge, you know, in this. Like, I, I can't remember the last time I saw him sort of portrayed at that sort of size. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the early Killer Croc stuff, but I've got, like, a couple of the early ones, and he's he's actually a lot slender and a lot slighter. Um, right. And what I did like is them carrying through this running theme of him constantly being unlucky in love. Like, there's always some woman that uh -huh. he falls for. You, you know, you really probably doesn't love him, and oh yeah, he's yeah. just using him, and I, that's very much the case here. Um, and I love the stuff with Selena here. Um, it's pre their romance, as far as I know. Like I, yes. I don't know how much um, because she's the, the the interesting thing about this is. For the most part, the bad guys in this are genuinely bad guys. It's not like <clears throat> I find a lot of stuff with villainry today in, in comics is, you know, make the bad guy sympathetic. And it's just like, well, you know, that's fine, but mm -hmm. sometimes. Right. You know, sorry. I think that you know, I and I think that's that's something you know that uh, you know, uh, you know, if you're interested in writing and storytelling, they always tell you like you know, um, the villain you know needs to think he's the hero, and that's you know, and yeah. for the most part, that's that's true, and and that works you know really well, you know, to to keep the character you know well rounded, and you know, kind of your best villains out there are the ones who think they're the hero of the piece, and you know, uh, and, and have a, a level of, you know, uh, kind of, uh, sympathy, sympathy, or, you know, uh, that, that, you know, you want to attach to them. Um, however, uh, sometimes it is just fun to have the bad guys be bad. And, uh, you know, in the case of this, it's like, yeah, um, you know, it, it's, it, well, you know, the Riddler in particular, I felt was, uh, was, you know, really sinister here, but a lot of fun and, you know, and, and and that's another way it kind of ties in with with the stuff that's going on at the moment, the, the movie and things. Is there is a, a, a Riddler centric story? Um, so you have Riddler, Catwoman, Penguin, and Croc. 
Uh, not all of those guys are, uh, <laughs> are around by the end, um, but we won't. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, like, you know, that's an interesting, I mean, you know, I, and I wasn't sure, okay, did I just see what I just saw? Did that really happen? Is it, you know, are they going to yeah. kind of pull that back a little bit in the next issue or? I, I'm, I'm sure they'll find a way to do that. The, the Riddler in this is very much Tom King's Riddler. So it's very much the sort of slightly better looking kind of more, less nerdy, more, more kind suave. of. Yeah. Uh, Riddler from from like War of Jokes. Although it, by the time you get to War of Jokes, the Riddles is a little rougher. He reminds me of kind of the old versions of like Irish hoodlums you used to see in in a lot of crime stuff do you know what i mean yeah, like that's that's I, I, I don't know if it's just the green like and the that. red hair and all that yeah, sort of the, stuff. <laughs> but that sort of charismatic um, you know but I, I think that's the thing that's been running in batman a long time which is this quasi gangs of new york idea um where where gotham was very much always a playground for these kind of very ornate criminals even back in the days of the early sort of 1900s and things like that um and very much something they've played with there was a penguin led series i guess called gotham underground i don't know if you ever read that like it was about i think it was something like nine issues or 12 issues and all the covers connected and I've still got it now, but I've never seen it in trade. Like I, I don't know if it, if you just got short shrift, but yeah, it's a heist. It's a heist comic, and it, it's a really good one. Um, I, I definitely think it, it's a much leaner thing than than Tom King's written in ages. It's interesting to do to see him doing a series so short, because um, it is only six issues. Uh, he normally does sort of eight or 12 issues. 12 issues is kind of like, you <laughs> yeah, know, he's happy the, the format that seems to work really well for him these days. Did you hear about uh, Human Target? That it's on a massive hiatus. Yeah, it's weird. Um, because I, I, I couldn't tell. At first, I thought that from that, um, in fact, I got talking to a new listener and someone who's just sort of followed on the Twitter and stuff, Mr. Mr. John Soans. Uh, so hello, John. I just want to hello. give you a shout out. Um, thank you for, for kind of tuning in, if indeed you are. Um, and well, uh, he was buying Human Target in uh, Gosh the other day, and I was saying, oh, like, have you heard what they, they're doing with this? And, and I thought, and perhaps I'm wrong about this, they seem to be, like, looking at the possibility of it going into, like, an ongoing thing, but... Really, I, I don't know, but I think I might have got that wrong. I, I think I'm, I'm just, I've just kind of misread the the tweets, and it is just got kind of going on hiatus and then coming back for the last six issues. It appears. Right. Yeah. But, I, well, um, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm willing to wait. You know, it's been brilliant, and uh, mm. you know, if, if if it's to do with Greg Smallwood wanting to take his time uh, and keep churning out that beautiful, beautiful artwork, then uh, you know, I'm quite happy to wait. Um, but, I, I, I don't know. Can you can you help me out with this? I, I don't remember seeing a ton of stuff around from, from Greg Smallwood. Um, and, I, and I don't mean this in a negative way. Mm -hmm. um, but because he's so good, he, he's got to be kind of working in film or or making his money elsewhere. You know what I mean? Like, he's got to be working in some other medium because that guy is too talented to just 
pop up and do a series of comics. I, you know, I have no idea. I I have no idea what his background is. If if he does graphic design or, you know, or what else he, he may do. Um, but, uh, but I mean, you know, everything he does is just like, it is, is just gorgeous. Um, you know, and I, I, you know, I would agree that, uh, most of the work that I'm familiar with him from over the last couple of years is cover art. He did tons of Punisher covers. Um, right, he, did that, okay. he did that Moon Knight series with Jeff Lemire. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. He did. I want to say he did one of the like Archie horror books, possibly. Um, right. Maybe he's but... just done stuff that I've, I've missed. The, the, the uh, Lemire, Lemire um, uh, Moon Knight series I've just read um recently in in sort of my my research for for moon Knight. um so yeah i'm really enjoying that but yeah amazingly talented artist david marquez who does this is incredibly talented the colors are really nice from from um sanchez like I, it, it's just one of those things that, you know i'll say that for tom king his books always attract really top tier talent and they all kind of fire on all pistons. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 I don't remember there being one issue of his Batman run that was drawn badly. Well, or, I or mean, Batman. there like, there wouldn't be. There wouldn't be. I mean, you know, when you think about the artists um, who worked on it, hmm. uh, you know, as you say, it's all like, you know, uh, like rock star guys, you know, like, yeah. uh, like you know, uh, Janin and, you know, uh, David Finch was the one who kicked it off, right? Um, I oh, I don't know actually. Yeah, I think Finch? it was. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, I, yeah, all terrific artists working. Have you it. seen um, uh, the Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow? The, That's like, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Bill Chris Evely, just like she is a stunning artist. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. her, her stuff is fantastic. It reminds me a lot of Kevin O'Neill, but she's yeah, just a I bit could cleaner and a right. bit um, uh, kind of the lines are a little smoother. But I, I love her art; like it's super mm, yeah. detailed. And uh, and this is like probably the first thing I think I've ever like you know that's put her on my radar. I want to say, yeah. I, I mean, the, the the thing that did it for me was. Um, in there was a Legends of Tomorrow book that DC did that was sort of an anthology title, and in that there was a Sugar and Spice storyline, and I picked that right. up in trade largely because of the art, and that was hilarious. I forget who the writer right. is. I want to say Mark Russell, maybe. Yeah, that sounds um, likely. If it was funny, it's usually Mark yeah. Russell these days. But, um, yeah, it, that that was awesome. And if if you've got that at um, yeah, uh, I'll check that uh, out. Like thing, if I can you find it, definitely. It's collected, isn't it? Like the sugar and spike, like you know, it's like they 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 collected all that. Sugar and spike, not sugar and spice. What am I talking about? Uh, (laughs) I think sugar sugar and spice, the the Riddler's hench. Oh yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, (laughs) the Batman movies. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, no, I Um, think it wasn't. It like Two Faces, uh, like the yes, no, you're right, Tommy Lee Jones Two Face. In yeah. Batman and and whatever, uh-huh. <laughs> whatever movies. Um, which, by the way, again talking about Batman podcasts, um, I am currently talking to, on and off, and I've got a chat kind of booked in with him this week. I hope with Owen, uh, Owen Michael Johnson about doing a, uh, a Batman 
Riddler podcast based on that very movie. So, oh wow, <laughs> there you go. Here you go. Yeah, there's a couple of little little pearls for you there. You know, sugar and spice. Uh, but um, yeah, it's a, a great book. Sorry, we, I feel like we've gone on yeah, about this book for it. ages. We have um, on a tangent. See if, you, see if you can guess what my pick of the week is going to be. Uh, right. <laughs> but it's a terrific book out now. Um, it is five bucks, um, which is kind of about standard for a sort of top of the line mini these days. And it's only going to be six issues, which I, I love. I picked up two covers on this. I was a bad boy. I spent too What's much money. What's the other cover? I have, I have like the A cover. Oh, so I've got, I haven't got it to hand, unfortunately, because I've had a big tidy up of my, my little working area today. So all the comics right. that I don't need right next to me have gone away. I should have had the intelligence uh, well. to keep that one out. Um, speaking of beautiful covers, uh, let's have a look at, uh, sorry, I'm just getting the image ready for you guys. Uh, let's have a look at strange number one. Um, because this it had quite a few really pretty covers. I think you you brought up the art germ one, didn't you? Yeah. Yes. That's so that, that's the one I picked mm -hmm. up, the art germ yeah. uh, cover. Um, to give you a better look at that. Now, I really like art germ stuff. The original cover, I believe, is by Bjorn Barrens, uh, who's an artist I've seen uh, appearing on a lot of covers recently. Um, I, I sometimes wonder if doing... Um, uh interiors would would kind of kill the love we have for a lot of cover artists because there are some some you know uh some artists who are just it's staggeringly good at, at, at covers um but then i, I, I and you do come sometimes think why aren't they why aren't they doing interiors well, you know, I think there is like, you know, it's not, it, I think it works for some artists mm. uh, to do both. I think it works for some just to stick with one or the other. Um, you know, with art germ, I, yeah, I, I, you know, I have no idea what an art germ, uh, you know, sort of uh, interior would look like. You know, I mean, for example, like, you know, there's there's artists like Alex Ross, who every once in a blue moon will do the interiors. Um and, you know, to a mixed response, like, you know, some people love his interiors. Some people think that they're, you know, they're too painterly. Um, uh, you know, have, it's... You, have you seen, I don't know if you've seen any of the previews. I did run it on the site, so I can I can send you the link. Um, his Fantastic Four book that's coming up, Alex Ross's Fantastic Four book. I have not up. seen the preview for that, but oh, uh, well, see, uh... I have the opinion. I, I like I like Alex Ross interiors, but, you know, uh, mm -hmm. so for me, I'm sure that'll be a treat. Okay, well, interestingly enough, one of the things, sorry, we will actually get to the book in a minute, guys, um, but uh, this is our replacement because we, we're not around each other all the time yakking about comics, so uh, this is this is it for us, this is the only chance we get. Um, well, not really, but you know. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I do want to point out that I do try and avoid Liz as much as possible in my, my private life, just like... <laughs> Like, why, why, yeah, would I okay. put, why would I want to put myself through this more than once a week? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, tell that to the the like multiple missed calls I have on my phone, Paul. Paul, Paul. because you weren't <laughs> okay. This is why Liz has multiple missed calls on her phone today because she wasn't on time for the pod. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
What a surprise. Um, <laughs> Wasn't on time for the part. Aren't we supposed to be oh, talking about still. Doctor Strange? Oh, well, we, we we were. We will. Don't worry. We'll get to it. I'm, I just want to get this out there now. <laughs> so Alex Ross's Fantastic Four book. Right. Um, do have a look on the site. It, the, the preview is there. But he is going with a slightly more experimental style with this. And it isn't that usual painterly style. Um, it's very different. And really? I, I, oh, I, wow. Yeah, it's coming out in the summer, I believe. As a, a one-off graphic novel, which I believe they're doing with a great publisher called Abrams, uh, and, and they've got this thing called Comic Arts. So you, you know Abrams. I mean, we, we've, yeah, we've both seen their books. At all, but all. Um, I've got a bunch of reviews for Abrams coming up soon, so uh, do look out for those. Um, but they're a really good publisher, and they've got some fantastically wonderful kind of quite arty books in their line uh, you know I, I would put them on a close part to Tashin really I, I really yeah. would yeah. um and they're they've got this fantastic four book and it's the first one coming out as part of this deal they've done with Marvel which is separate from the Spider-Man thing they've just released they've done a great big gigantic bigger than omnibus sized um release of the first 20 Spider-Man stories from the 60s. Oh. And it's it's gorgeous. Like, they've got the colours perfect. Um, like, it, it's been really well done. And I hope that they use the, the uh, art scans from that as the reprint stuff going forward because it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. Anyway, moving on to the book. <laughs> Strange. Right. Um, you know, we'd have got there sooner if, if uh, Liz had been on time for the pod today. But... Oh, shut up. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> if Paul wasn't, Paul wasn't trying to call me, ringing off the hook. <laughs> so distracting. <laughs> <laughs> to find out where you were. Why? <laughs> he does this all the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just learned to um... tune it out now. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of tuning out, sorry, there's a thing we're losing you. I don't know what's going on there. Um, so, uh, Strange number one. This is following on from the death of Doctor Strange. Uh, give you a quick, quick, quick synopsis. Um, a new Sorcerer Supreme rises. Doctor Strange is dead. And a new Sorcerer Supreme has taken the title. Or should we say Sorceress? Haunted by her recently returned memories. Claire, is it Claire or Claire? Claire. Clear. Thank you. Uh, Longs to bring Stephen Strange back from the dead, but when a mysterious group attacks the magical realm, Clear must rise to the duties of Sorcerer Supreme. For now, uh, she is the sole protector of Earth against magical threats. Now, um, I didn't read. We we, we read D Death of Doctor Strange for the pod back last year. So in season one, there is an episode which I will bang a link to where we talked about death of Doctor strange number one which we both enjoyed i think yes but because of my predilection for avoiding comics events at all cost uh, i didn't carry on with it and i i'm waiting for the trades and things okay i did i did read it um was I read it the main, you know uh, it was very good i really enjoyed it um you know it was it was a you know i i love doctor strange but i dip in and out um right. You know, the last time I, I think I followed a Doctor Strange book was when it was uh, when it was Loki as the Sorcerer Supreme, right, um, right, which okay. was the Donny Cates stuff, which I absolutely adored. Um, 
And uh, so it's kind of interesting that I'm kind of picking it back up where once again, um, we have a new Sorcerer Supreme that isn't Stephen Strange. Uh, so, I, you know, Death of Doctor Strange, um, I think it should be collected fairly soon, uh, you know, yeah. and uh, and if you do get a chance um, to to pick it up, I I highly, you know, recommend. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, you know, it, was you a really do... neat, it had a really neat twist yeah. um, and a really neat, you know, sort of little storytelling device that allowed us to stay with, you know, with Stephen Strange you know, mm. despite his, his death. And, uh, and, uh, and I just really liked it a lot. Uh, I think Jed McKay, you know, uh, I'm, I'm more and more impressed with Jed McKay, you know, um, I've been reading uh, his Moon Knight run. Yeah, um, I've, I've been really enjoying the work he's done with Dr. Strange. You know, I just think that he's like a real kind of guy to watch, um, you know, and, uh, and yeah, I, you know, I, I uh, was really excited that he would be the one to carry on, writing um you know the strange book um post uh post death of dr strange and, and it's interesting how he's kind of becoming this custodian for the big um almost then i mean they're not direct tie-ins but sort of film and tv tie-in titles yeah because that that, that, that that makes those characters real kind of prestige i think in in the the eyes of the wider audience that aren't comic nerds you know what i mean right you know like us yeah and people who just want to pick up you know the stuff that sure. it's like oh, okay here's a character from the film you know and here's so so i'd like to pick up their book and see what they're yeah. doing yeah and he seems to be on you know numerous of those titles which mm. you know I, it definitely um speaks to uh you know his standing at marvel um absolutely a, a terrific writer like i absolutely love the the, the moon Knight. right i've just read and and i'm about to kind of dropped the review for um midnight mission the first volume of his his moon Knight stuff so keep an eye out for that that's coming soon uh should be up next week um that's just been released like i didn't know what to expect with this i don't know clear as a character um as you can probably guess by the fact that i couldn't pronounce the name um, I wasn't even aware that dr strange had been married at any stage okay uh, well, yeah, it's, she's, 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 she's the character that's been around for ages. Yeah, she has been around for ages. And uh, but, you know, she kind of comes and goes a little bit. You know, she's not in every Doctor Strange story you're going to read. Um, you know, she she has her own kind of interesting history. She's uh, she's like the niece of Dormammu. And she kind of, right. you know, as you can tell from reading this book, she comes from a different culture. You know, she's not human. Uh, and she comes from a very different culture to Doctor Strange himself mm. um, and a much more violent one. Um, you know, I mean, you read the book, you can see quite clearly that she's willing to do things that uh, Dr. Strange as the Sorcerer Supreme isn't willing to do. Mm. Which um, kind of really know. worries uh, Wong, who who's coping with the death of Dr. Strange by uh, going out and getting inebriated, uh, Piers. Um, I, I, despite kind of going in cold to this, I, I really enjoyed it, or maybe because of going in cold, uh, he has a great opening sequence with... Um, Doctor, Doctor Doom. Doom, yeah, one was, of my favorite Marvel villains. Yeah, I, I quite like him. I like him because of his pomposity and his arrogance and how that's played out against other characters. I, I like knows. literally. I can't think of a like you know a moment uh, you know where Doom doesn't like steal the show for me. You know, if he pops up, I'm always like, oh yeah, you know, bring it on. He, like he, he's a great character. Um, I mean, 
we see him rock up at, at, at the uh, Saint, uh, Sanctum Liz, Santorum. Sanctum Santorum, thank you. <laughs> um, demanding the uh, the title of Sorcerer Supreme, demanding the the eye of Agamotto mm-hmm. and the cloak of levitation. Which I, I love the fact that that Clear is wearing the cloak of levitation as a night, uh, basically a, a, a dressing gown. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. What the hell? Having her morning <laughs> coffee, you know. Yeah. And, and insisting on dark dimension coffee because uh, the coffee on our plane just just isn't good enough. Um, I, I really enjoyed this. There's, there's some nice action stuff in it. Um, we get some nice beats between her and Wong. We get some nice stuff between even between her and uh, the, the the Beagle uh, bats. Um, I, I bats, quite like. Yep. We, weren't we talking about bats last time? I think probably. We, yeah, we I mean, he was he was an invention of uh, of the Donny Cates run, and he was right. really, like he's become a like quite a staple. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I, I like this. I'm I'm kind of really curious to see where it goes. Um, McKay is a writer who really kind of is able to give you like his his version of Moon Knight, I don't want to say too much because I'm, I'm, I'm this is stuff I'm writing about in the review right now, is actually a, a healthier version as I've seen in throughout the runs. And I think he's able to take key things that you normally find in a character and sort of just put them to one side so he can focus on on other aspects. And I, I think he's probably doing that here. Um, also, it's interesting we're clear because apparently their marriage was not a, a happy union and he's she's kind of trying to bring Stephen back. So I'm interested to see where that goes and whether or not... Because she, she's kind of... You, you said she's just got memories back, right? I mean, she's... Did you um, this thing like um, so she wants she wants him back, but I'm interested to see if he does come back, what that reaction will be. Okay, I it's don't also, know. I don't know about her memories that I like. I got you know because I'm not. Uh, sorry, as I yeah. said, I'm not. I a, think like, that's actually in the uh, right. Synopsis. Right, I'm not a. I'm not a regular Doctor Strange reader, as right. I say. I dip in and out. Um, so I'm not like 100 on what you know where we left off with Clea, like um because she hasn't been in any of the stories that I've read recently. Um, however, um, here, uh, you know, I, I think he enlists, you know, he kind of enlists her help, uh, you know, um, uh, during, you know, during Death of Doctor Strange. And um, and she, you know, kind of is present for, uh, you know, for the events of that. And, mm. um, and, you know, she obviously still loves him and, uh, what I really liked about this actually is, you know, for, for any characters or for any readers rather that are uh, like uninitiated with the character of Clea, I really feel like that, you know, it's, it's a really easy entry into her, you know, you and, and part of that is because, you know, really what she wants is to bring, you know, Stephen Strange mm-hmm. back, you know, and that's her mission, you know, right from the beginning. Um, you know, you're not just being kind of tossed in with a new, you know, or not a new, but a, you know, a, a character you're unfamiliar with and, you know, and, and have, uh, 
you know, your beloved Stephen Strange just cast aside, um, you you already feel his presence in the story, you sure. know, very strongly, even though he's not there through Wong mm. and through Clea and their love for him. Um, and, and, you know, even though there's, there's some really cool action moments in this issue, um, there's some really cool magic moments in this issue. Mm. Um, uh, but the, at the heart of it, you know, it's, it's about, you know, uh, these two people who are grieving for their, you know, friend and lover respectively and want to bring him back. And, uh, you know, and of course we're all fans of Stephen Strange, so we want to get him back. You know, so it's it's very like it's very easy to just kind of sink into this issue and say like, okay, all right, I'm along, I'm along for this ride. I want to see, you know, how they're going to do it and you it, know it, what happens it, it, along the way. It is an interesting move to because they kind of did almost the same thing with Spider Man. They, you know, just as No Way Home was coming out, they they hospitalized Peter Parker in the comics and and take him out of the action almost and. Here, just as we've got this Doctor Strange movie coming out, there's no Doctor Strange in the comics. It's an interesting move, right? Um, to to do that, and I'm I'm quite surprised that they did it. I mean, I'm sure actually by the time the movie rolls around, he'll probably be back in some form, but or there'll be a mini. One or can hope. Be something. One yeah. can hope. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm curious. So I'm I'm going to keep giving this a go. I think. Um, Overall, I really like it. So, Jen McKay does the uh, uh, writing on this. It is Mark Marcello, uh, Marcello, Marcello uh, Ferreira doing the uh, art. The inkers on this, there's two inkers, Don Ho and Roberto Poggi. Um, two colorists as well, Harva um, Tartaglia and uh, Felipe Sobrero. And Corey Petit does the lettering. Um, all doing a fine job. I'm curious as to to know why the sort of extended uh, art support teams, you know? Um, I just wonder if it was a, a schedule thing, because it's quite a big book. It, it's sort of bigger than the normal issue. Um, yeah. You also get introduced to a new villain in this. Uh, so, well, okay. Oh, uh, oh actually, sort you, of, you know, maybe. You know oh, I, I know who that, yeah, I do. So, okay, so I cool. don't want to spoil it for um, any of the readers, but it's actually the return of a, 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 a really, you know, a character that I found to be extremely left field. Um, okay. You know, uh, in a Doctor Strange book, I was like, what's, it was a big, big surprise at the end um, to see uh, this particular character turn up. Um, so, you know, that, that had me on a hook as well. So okay. I, you know, um, if you want to be surprised, <laughs> um, right, let's, let's... even if you, even if you are like Paul, um, unfamiliar with, uh, with the reveal at the end, um, I think you'll be, you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll do a very good job of, of, uh, explaining, uh, who it is that's just shown up and, mm. uh, and initiating you, you know. Okay. Uh, Liz, Liz will tell me. Yeah. Liz will tell me uh, off, off air, air. Uh, next week because that'll be the next time that I, I talk to her because I, I we definitely won't be talking in, in between <laughs> this show and the next one uh, because as I pointed right, yeah. out earlier, I, I, I do like to keep it to just once a week. Uh, <laughs> right. Before we move to the final book. <laughs> Before we move to the final book this evening, um, I do just want to say a quick hello because we 
Um, I, I remember like talking about a week or two ago about uh, the fact that we were quite close to 100 subscribers. And partly because of Claire kind of dropping us into her Twitch stream uh, uh, just the other week, we kind of went past 100 subscribers. So we're now at 105, which is a, it's a small milestone, uh, but an important one. And I just want to thank everyone who's kind of subscribed. Um, I do want to say a quick hello, apart from Mr. Johnson's, um, to a couple of these new uh, subscribers. So uh, hello to Binge10101. Hello to Bintac. Um, hello again to Varsas, who we, we did kind of talk to, talk about and talk to in the comments for the Iron Fist episode a couple of weeks back. Hello to Tacoma Comics, to Bunk Picket, uh, and Jody Weitzman, Gary Usher, um, and Marcus Patton Draws. Sorry, I, I've been a bit kind of slow on the. Um, the kind of saying hello to new subscribers, but I do just want to say hi to you guys. Thank you so much for subscribing. And uh, you know, we really appreciate you having me there. Please do drop us a comment to tell us what you're reading this week or any week. You know, if you're just reading some, you pluck some old graphic novel or a single issue or mini series out of the boxes at home. Um, do let us know. Come talk to us about comics. We love hearing what other people are reading at the moment. Um, we do. Yeah, and we, we are now at 100, 105 subscribers. I'm really kind of grateful for that. Thank you so much, guys. It, yeah, like I said, so it much. is lovely to, to, to have you all on board. So our next target is is 200. Uh, let's see, let's go, see yeah. if we can mm -hmm. get to that. We'd love to have more of you coming and chatting to us about comics. Um and to and this video, Liz, actually, because we were, I think it was it was it the last video or the video before where we'd reached a hundred podcasts. Yeah. Um, I can't remember which episode it was now. <laughs> it's all such a blur. Um so this will be the 75th video. Uh going oh, okay. Out. So another um, little milestone. That's another nice. Another little milestone for us. Um, and we've had over kind of five thousand hours of watching so far from, from people. So you know, really grateful. We and that's what we all. ask. Yeah, yeah we, we really do. We really do. But we'd love to hear from you. Do talk to us. We do, yes, do. we we would because uh, you know, Paul and I, we both uh, we both work in comic shops. And we do. And uh, um, and one of my greatest joys, and I'm sure yours as well, is uh, is chatting to people about comics uh, week yeah, week as I, they I, come out. Um, and, and you know, as much as and I love doing it in person, and I love doing it, you know, via via you know the, the comics, you know, comments and. Um, you know, uh, Twitter interactions and all that stuff, you know, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's just uh, one of my great joys in life uh, as, as I'm sure it is for you as well, Paul. So, yeah. Oh, and, and, and speaking of which we have got some Patreon news uh, <laughs> coming up. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yes. we'll, we'll just, we'll just move to the next comic first. Um, so this is radio spaceman uh, from Mike Mignola uh, and Greg Hinkle. And Dave Stewart on colours with Clem Robbins on lettering. So Radio Spaceman, Mission to Numa 4. This is issue one of two. Um, I, I, I'm just going to rattle off about this one for a bit, Liz, because we, we, we're kind of... We, we're, running a bit late uh right but I, you know and i will i will confess the other reason that you're going to rattle off about it is because <laughs> i did not read it 
Liz, trying to get Liz to read Mignola comics is so difficult. Not because she doesn't like him, but just uh, I, I don't know what it is. Um, because she is a loon. That's right. Uh, um, and we'll not. One day, one day, I will read the Mignola verse things, and uh, and it will be a great day. But uh, but until one, then, one day, I just, mm-hmm. one day you'll read all the comics you're supposed to read for the pod. <laughs> hey, hey, I read, I read War for Earth three, my friend, <laughs> and I didn't. And we we actually have to clip uh, War for Earth three tonight, so I'm really sorry, guys. Um, so. Um, let, let's just talk briefly about, about this. So this actually came from uh, Mike Mignola's uh, lockdown sketches. So I'm just texting my uh, my missus to say, yes, I am still recording and uh, won't be ready for dinner just yet. <laughs> hey, it's, it's a live show. My, my life sometimes intrudes on this. You know what doesn't intrude, though, is uh, Liz in the uh, seven days between the day we do this episode <laughs> And the next episode. Well, I don't intrude on you. I mean, uh, (laughs) what are you talking about, (laughs) you loon? Um, And let's face it, Liz. The the only reason uh, you 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 wouldn't talk to me in the seven days between this episode and the next one is because you are incredibly Um, (laughs) self-absorbed. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so this is uh, Radio Spaceman from Mike Mignola, Greg Hinkle, Dave Stewart, and Clem Robbins. Um, this came from Mike Mignola's lockdown sketches. Apparently, he was kind of doing these these viral one-a-day uh, sketches. I don't know how I missed those, actually, because I love Mignola's work. Uh, and this character kind of grew. So he's a sort of uh, radio-controlled... I don't even know if it's like a sort of mechanical zombie. Um, this is very pulp. Like, this is super pulp. I, I would say this is even more pulp than things like uh, The Amazing Screw-On Head, um, which is another wonderfully kind of pulp weird piece that, that Mignola does. He once said that basically his ambition in life was just to draw monsters. Right. And like, which he, he does very yeah. well. Um you know he does he does stunning stuff um what's interesting with this one is he's, he's, he's written this whereas i think usually what he does is work in sort of concert with a writer and he sort of show runs like the hellboy and bprd universes and every now and then he'll come in and write a one shot or whether or a mini series um but f- for the the most part it's usually another writer like john arcudi or someone like that will come in and, and right. write the series for him um but taking his template uh so big mike doing this uh this one he does the cover on this that you've seen it's a lot of good weird fun um it's only like i said it's only two issues so i don't know when or if they'll get round to trading this anytime soon so i would advise you go pick up the 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 separate issues if you want to read this, uh, Hinkle's art is really good. I mean, I remember his stuff from, from Airboy. Do you remember that a few years back? Yep. Which I believe did become quite a, a controversial run, unfortunately, um, for various reasons. Here you get aliens with animal heads, you get space vampires, you get um, sort of 
sacrifices being made. It's everything you could possibly want. It kind of draws from Edgar Rice Burroughs. Um, it, it is a ton of fun. I'm sorry to be so brief about it. Um, but obviously, uh, Liz hasn't read it this week, and we, we did prefer this to be a conversation. Uh, in no way is that a detriment to Liz not reading all the books for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> War for Earth 3! <laughs> I didn't get to read War for Earth 3, uh, which I will correct this evening or, or tomorrow or something, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, a great book. Uh, you know, the, the one of the good things about the Mignola stuff, the Mignola verse, the Hellboy stuff, is that what you get is a tight little mini series, normally no more than five issues uh, for four bucks an issue. I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but in this, in, in the increasing day and age of mini series where it's five bucks an issue, six bucks an issue, seven bucks an issue, that is a godsend to get a good, nice, entertaining pulpy comic, um, and it is worth worth owning. Um, I, I've got a whole box of Mignola stuff. Um, so, yeah, if you like Mignola, do keep an eye on the website. There is a bunch of new stuff going into the web store next week, uh, including some Hellboy and Hellboy-centric stuff. Um, there's, you know, a, a ton of comics in there. I tried to do it every two weeks. I try and get stuff in. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Um, all our prices include postage in the UK. Unfortunately, we don't ship internationally just because of the uh, crazy costs at the moment of shipping internationally and all the problems that are inherent in that. So do check that out. Liz, before we go, we've, we've got seven minutes left. So let's we, we've got to talk about the Patreon because <laughs> we want to do our first bit of major Patreon content in the, the next year, week or yeah. two of the year. Um, and we agreed between us that what we would do is uh, is watch one of the previous Spider-Man movies outside of the, the sort of standard MCU, so not the Tom Holland movie. So we were going to watch either a Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie or Mark a, a Mark Webb Spider-Man movie. So we put it to a vote for the patrons. For the patrons. We, we asked them, which do you want us to see? Raimi or Webb? They picked Raimi. Then there was another vote a couple of days later. Which movie do they want us to watch? Now, I, I am actually kind of disappointed in the choice because I I hoped... I didn't really want to watch Spider-Man 1 again. I've got to be honest. I, I, I will watch it, you know. Uh, right. And, you know, the, the, like I, I, I re-watched all of the Spider-Man movies, in fact. Uh, leading up to uh, No Way Home, right. I did a massive rewatch of all of them. Oh, um, oh so, for, so for that bit, you've done the homework, yeah? Uh, uh, yeah, but I did, <laughs> I'll do it again. I mean, you know, I'm not hard pressed to watch Spider Man movies. Um, um, however, so... <laughs> however, I must say, you know, um, <laughs> I my... look. I, I was really hoping that. I, you know, it would I, be uh, Spider-Man three. I was and really I hoping. Would, yeah, I and, and I would then get to see Liz suffer through the uh, the worst moment in emo since Panic at the Disco. Um, uh, oh, because... Paul! Oh, Paul! I mean, uh, 
You say suffer. I say quality enjoyment. Um, I, you know, I, I, I really, I, you know. I say bullshit. There I, is no way. There is was, no way. Watching little Toby Maguire with his hair flopping down, the eye makeup, dancing. Aww. Like, isn't he jazz tapping his way through that scene? Yes. It's yes, one of the is. worst things ever committed Best to film. Best things and ever no, committed to but film. But it's not because it's, it doesn't tonally match everything else in that terrible movie. Oh, uh, Paul. I mean, yes, this is obviously uh, like a, quite a missed opportunity for us to, uh, to you know, uh, discuss, you know, uh, one of the most memorable moments in uh, Spider-Man film history. Um, um, so, so, Liz, what, what movie are we going to be watching? We will be discussing Spider-Man 2, uh, yes. which, uh, you know, is a, a film that I will enjoy re-watching, and you may even enjoy re-watching. I, 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 okay, of, of, of the Spider-Man movies, I actually quite like that one. It's very good, yeah. The, the earlier Spider-Man movies, I mm -hmm. actually quite like that one. So yeah. we, we're going to talk about that and go back and review it as if as if it was one of our old frame. Uh huh. Yes, but our pal place. Paul Taylor is as disappointed yeah. as I am. You know, he, I'm. He, I, I, like he was I ready like to, to commiserate. Commiserate, Paul. He was ready to, and I, I, you know, it's been a it's been a really kind of stressful week this week for me and i was really hoping to get something i could just rip into <laughs> some people like a punching bag i like a terrible movie i watch a ton of things that star jason statham uh not a lot of those are good um you know uh i, I draw the line at fast and the furious movies just because no one needs to put themselves through that um but like I was really hoping for something so meatily crap that I could just dive in and, uh, uh, you know, really rip it to pieces. But instead, you know. Instead, we have to talk about a good movie. Me, yeah, I know. You guys have let me down here. You really freaking <laughs> let me down. And the vote, the voting is closed. It's too late now. Don't bother. <laughs> Um, but well, we're going to do this again. Like, you um, never know, Paul. Maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll get to have that. So you know, uh, that... I, I don't know when we're going to get to do that because we can't do next week. Um, however, I, I, I think looking at the uh, the handy calendar here, um, that uh, the nineteenth might be our day list. So uh, keep, we'll see. keep that we'll one see. clear. Okay. Uh, you, you'll you'll know that because um, that is seven days after the 12th when we do our batman pod so that would have been seven days since we last spoke by the time we get to there because we okay. won't be talking again in the yeah seven I'll be, days between you're right i'll be dodging your calls you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well liz i mean yeah okay that's fine we'll, we'll, you want to play that way we'll play that way because uh you know the, the chance of, of, of you you know finding time to to speak to anyone but yourself uh, would be would be quite difficult <laughs> um, um but sorry. yeah i do do uh you know so so uh that one is uh is going to be patrons only mm -hmm. um you know at least uh we're, we're gonna I, I think the structure we're talking about now is uh 
is uh, releasing uh, content for the patrons, and then you know, eventually we, we may, yeah. I, 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 I'm, so what I might start doing is is, is looking at, at posting some of the content that we've made, especially for patrons, for you guys, so you can you, you can see what you're missing. We're slightly more unbridled in those. We're not as contained. Um, but yeah, we would like. Obviously, I would love more patrons because that helps keep keeps keep the site going. It, it costs a good few grand a year to do this, believe it or not. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So I know. It kind of seems radically unprofessional and sort of thrown together, but it does. It does cost a fair chunk of change to do this, uh, and it is kind of the thing we'd like to do full time. I think so. Um, you, you know. Do, do help us out if you can, but only if you, you can afford to. Uh, I tell you what I would love people to actually give to in the next couple of weeks, though, is uh, obviously the terrible situation going on in Ukraine. Um, I just found out about this thing where you can basically book an Airbnb spot for a night or two, quite cheaply, um, in in someone's place in Ukraine. But you don't go. Obviously, you don't. You don't go there and do it. But you just do it so that that person gets that money, um, which is a great way to give to that. And and sorry, I, I don't really want to go and go into politics. And and but it is a terrible situation. I really do sympathise with what's going on. And of course, feel as I'm sure a lot of us do, massively kind of powerless to do anything about it. <clears throat> but. You can give money and support that way, or you know, yeah. contact your MP about you know doing support. It's it's a horrible freaking situation. And again, sorry, we don't normally do politics and stuff in the show unless it's within the context of comics. But I feel it's such a major situation that it does deserve a mention. Uh, and thank you to, if you haven't switched off at this point. Thank you for listening to it. Um, anyway, I'm gonna bid all of you farewell we'll see you next week for a double bill of this show uh and uh uh our first movie show of yeah, the 2022 year. yeah i believe yeah. so that's yeah, uh, that's true also I, I do have to kind of say um from panels to pictures is it's no more that is gone uh, it will be a new title obviously this structure of the show will be more or less the same but we're just kind of refreshing things and it'll be a new a new show uh when we when we come back um and as that show develops over the, the next sort of year or two there'll be some other things other movie centric stuff coming uh it's all kind of planned out and uh hopefully we'll be back i'm never on schedule for anything so <laughs> as much as i say oh this will be there <laughs> this will be that we'll see um but yeah loads of good stuff coming i hope you guys will stick with us thank you very much to everyone who's subscribed recently uh tell your pals if you like the show to come and join us we would love to see more of you here every week and we hope you've enjoyed it liz thank you so so much for your time this week um you've been wonderful as always of course um, uh I, I don't i don't mean any of it um, uh it's been it's it's been a been thin a slice of it's been a thin slice of cheesecake, Liz. Seeing it, <laughs> um, yes, of course. Liz, Liz um, passed up a visit to the cheesecake factory to do this this week. <laughs> I did. That's you know. I don't know. You know. <laughs> so I'm. Worth I'm it? I don't know. I'm going to um, eat four or five slices of cheesecake after this in her honor, just to 
just to show how much right. I, I appreciate that sacrifice. Um, uh, you can uh, pick up any of the comics that we have been talking about uh, at your local comic shop. I pick up mine at Best Entertainment in Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, and Paul and picks up his at Gosh Comics in Central London. I do. I do indeed. Two, two radically different spots on the map. But uh, yeah, come visit if you're, uh, if you're in Central London. Um, or indeed, and, uh, or indeed, Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, you can come visit either of us. Uh, Liz will, of course, uh, really appreciate your visit um, because there definitely won't be anyone speaking to her for the next seven days, apart from at work. <laughs> no one will be calling or messaging. Uh, she'll be all alone, etc., etc. A single tear <laughs> rolls down my cheek. Um, Every time I dodge your <laughs> call. <laughs> okay, this is why this is why Liz dodges dodges calls. They aren't it isn't dodging. It isn't dodging. She just forgets that she has a phone. <laughs> that is true. Um she you know, she just uh gets wrapped up in in whatever. Oh, look, a bird. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's not really dodging calls. She just doesn't give a monkeys. <laughs> right. Uh, Liz, it's um, been moderately okay. For you it's been middling to fair. Hmm. Yeah, see you next weekend. Uh, so, guys, uh, thank you very much for tuning in. You've all been wonderful. Uh, certainly a lot better than Liz. Um, and uh, I just want to thank you all for, for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch you next time on The Crush. Goodbye.